1: What up, guys? This is Lisa Billie. Welcome to Relationship Theory on Women of Impact. All right, today, Mean the hubby, go deep and discuss how on earth you know when you're ready for another relationship. When I first met Tom, I'd actually just gotten out of a four year, very unhealthy relationship with an ex of mine. So when I met Tom, I actually was slightly apprehensive about getting into another relationship. So Tom and I actually discuss how on earth you know if and when you are ready to start another relationship. We also discuss how on earth you're able to just be open to falling in love again, because that's freaking difficult and also learning from your past relationships to actually be able to then use it as a superpower for your next one. Guys, seriously, I understand what it's like to feel like you're scarred by a past relationship, but here I am, talking with my hubby in a relationship for over 20 years, and so we really do talk about how we let go of those scars, how I overcame those scars, in order to really freaking have a beautiful relationship. So guys, if you actually really wanna know, no BS, how to make a successful relationship last, subscribe and listen to our episodes of Relationship Theory every single Friday. All right, now, let's can get into it.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Billu, and I'm here with my beautiful wife and co-host, Lisa
1: And This is from Anonymous. Every time my phone goes off, I hope it's her. We are so close, we could be called the best of friends, and recently we both came out and said how we feel. But something else came too, no. She said she feels like there is a certain amount of growing we both have to do before it's ready for us to be in a relationship. But she wants to know that she's coming for me. Quote unquote. that's quite funny. Both on Cloud9 and shot out of the sky at the same time. We are creators, but right now I'm in tech. She says I'm one of the most enlightened persons she's ever known and often feels like she can't compare. And that's how I feel about her. What do I do?
0: it sounds to me like they have to have a real conversation because I don't understand what, like you don't say that somebody's enlightened, but are like, oh, we have a lot of growing to do. Yeah. And then I don't know what would make her think that growing, like you're not, you can't read about a relationship and get better at it. Like you've got to be in the relationship. You're always going to learn through engagement. So it's like, if you wanna be in a relationship with that person, be in a relationship and then work together to open lines of communication, to process, to you know grow together, all of that stuff. It isn't like I'm gonna to go to college and study relationships and then once I graduate, I'll come back and, and then we can be in a relationship. Um, so there's either just a minor issue with her perspective on how one gets good at something or this is some PR that she's spinning Like one day, one day I'm coming for you. Not today, back up. Not today, but one day. Mm. And that is super fishy to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would just get very specific. Like, what do you mean that we both have to grow before we're ready? Like, okay, well, what, like ready to be in a relationship so are there certain elements of her personality and his personality that she thinks if they get into relationship now that it could ruin their potential of having a great relationship okay well if that's the case great it's amazing that she's identifying it, but be specific now what are those things that she needs to grow into and he needs to grow into in order for them to come together because otherwise like you said it's so like up in the air what does that even mean Right? It's like having a business with no end goal or strategy. It's like, well, then you're just running a business with, and you're just kind of treading water, right? So yeah, with a relationship, it's like, get super specific. What does she mean about growing? Am
0: I crazy, like in, in all of these questions, to me there's something missing, which is you have no moral obligation to be in a relationship. I think being in a relationship only makes sense when the person makes you feel better about yourself when you're with them and when you're not, there should be that sense of giddiness that it sounds like we have in this question, but there should be like a real hunger to be together, to spend time. There's like a, a deep apprehension in a lot of these questions. That to me, my default answer is, then the relationship just isn't that exciting. Like we're moving too fast, it's not the right person, like there are a lot of elements of like, they, they don't have clarity. And the, the best explanation my mom ever gave me about being in love, I thought this was so powerful. When you feel about somebody in such a strong way that you think no one has ever felt about someone the way that I feel about this person, that's when you know it's love. Because that's how it felt with you. I thought, there's no way. Nobody's ever felt like this before. Nothing would get done. Nothing in the world would ever move forward if anyone before has ever felt what I feel for you. Mm. And so from that, so much clarity was born. Now that doesn't mean that there weren't times, I remember when you made me destroy the negatives of the photos that I took of you, and I was like, I don't know if I can be with somebody that would destroy great art. I thought that was super crazy. Um, When you were getting sick all the time, I thought, hmm, not so sure about this. And when you, oh God, the other thing that we just mentioned, oh, when you didn't want to stay with me, I thought, Uh. But those were so easy to process through. It's the kind of thing that you process through in 24 hours where you're like, okay, wait, actually she's being quite practical. She has a very bulletproof argument about the like, look, this is early enough in the relationship. I could find myself, you know, 6,000 miles from home and nowhere to stay, right? So it's like, okay, and, and then I'm running your logic against how does she make me feel? Like she, she makes me feel awesome. We feel super connected. Um, she lights up when she sees me. Like everything just seems real. So there's nothing in this from what she says and how she acts. Everything's in alignment. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, nothing weird. Easy. And the to move same past.
1: back to you, by the way, of me having explaining. Look, like I am a bit fearful. Like I, you know, I'm really into you. But what happens if we do get into an argument? You know, where am I going to go? And the same goes, it's like, how are you gonna to react to that? right? Because if I was very clear about my communication on why I want another place, it wasn't just like, no, no, it's fine, I'll get my own. I wasn't just trying to brush off, I actually told you why. Right. And if you were reciprocated by saying like, that's ridiculous, then I'd be like, okay, he's not for me. Because clearly he isn't listening to the concern I have, and right. I can't be with somebody who, when you voice a concern, brushes it off like that, They're like it's meaningless. So. In both circumstances, you're looking at me saying, oh, can I be with someone like that if they do X, Y, and Z? And I'm the same. Like, can I be with somebody? But again, going back to, you make me feel safe. You make, you, you're always very much a gentleman. And now is his, um, his actions on the thing going to line up with how he's made me feel? And when you're like, I actually get it, even though you were a bit upset, um, it aligned with exactly everything you've told me. You really like me. So you wanted me to stay with you. You know, so everything you were saying and everything we were doing seemed aligned. I'm sorry, I know that's what you were kind of saying as well, right? Yeah,
0: there's just congruity.
1: Yeah. Um, I do also think, though, that um, you're coming from a perspective where you've never been in a relationship where someone's really hurt you. And so I want to be very cognizant of a lot of listeners or, you know, viewers that may be in that situation where they come from very bad relationships where they've, they've been hurt or something bad has really happened. So I really do get that there's going to be sometimes some um, resistance or um, holding back from certain things. Mistake. And, but and it, does, it doesn't mean you need to communicate that though is what I was gonna go to.
0: Yeah, but I think there's something more going on here. So I haven't had my heart broken in um, love, but I've had my heart broken in business and I know what it's like to think that you, you know, let's say you're partnering with another company or something and you think, whoa, like, this is legit, I really connect with these people, this is amazing, we're gonna do extraordinary things together, and then to have it fall apart or to have been based on lies or to have somebody steal from you or whatever. So it's like having gone through that, I know that it will make me less likely to succeed in business if I come with an undue level of skepticism. Mm -hmm. So if I bring that baggage into the next potential business partnership, it's like, well, they're gonna sense the hesitation, the Mm -hmm. arm's length relationship. Like the the thing that I think humans have to do is understand that you can, it's like the mental aspects of things are one area where you can either let things be scars Mm -hmm. or you can just really heal them and let go. And I think that people have to do that. And it comes with doing a lot of work of self-reflection, of realizing what you did and how you could have acted differently to control the situation. And it has to do with, okay, what could I have done better to see the potential problems? What are the red flags that I ignored or whatever? And so you begin to build out principles, to use Ray Dalio's terms, about how to interact with somebody. But what you're really lamenting is your inability to read whether somebody's trustworthy or not.
1: As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it, especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from launching your business to hitting a million dollars Shopify has got you completely covered and with all the built-in magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all the amazing business dreams a reality that's exactly why guys I love Shopify so if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa.
0: So a relationship not working out can be done very respectfully. I'm not saying that, oh, every relationship is going to be a success and it's, you know, one shot, one kill. I'm just saying, despite all of my ups and downs in business, I don't come into it like, right. you know, super standoffish, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, I know the certain red flags. I know the areas where I maybe move too fast. I know the areas that um, I might not be ideal at reading people on a given personality trait or whatever. And so I bring people in that can help me assess. And understanding that the beauty is that you're always gonna be at risk to some extent, but Mm -hmm. if you wanna move forward and you wanna create momentum, you can't be ultra standoffish like that. So, yes, I get it. People have had failed relationships in the past. Yes, I get it. People have been betrayed and they've been hurt. But if they take that on board and go, what was I blind to? What did I not see so that I don't make that mistake? So I don't have that same vulnerability in the future. Um, And that may be therapy. It may be figuring out why they go for somebody that um, doesn't elevate them and make them feel better, and doesn't communicate and all that. Like, what is it about you that's drawn to people like that? Um, and then, what is it that's lacking in your skill set? Like, I, I really believe that eighty percent of a successful relationship is definitely selection. I don't want to take that away from you, but at the same time, like, I'm a high-level communicator, so I know that you can transpose me to another relationship, and I'll at least know like. Here, here are the, the tools and the skill set. If you're unwilling to avail yourself of these tools, if you're unwilling to step to the table to communicate, if you don't understand your own feelings and when I help you process through that, you're being deceitful or whatever, then I go, peace, thanks for playing, this clearly isn't going to work, right? So. Like once you have that box of tools and you understand where somebody has to play, you understand your own weaknesses, it's like the danger of being blindsided goes down and down and down. So it's like the more failed relationships somebody has, the more they should be able to trust themselves as they go into a new relationship because they've done the work to figure out how they set themselves up for failure. It's only when they're not processing through. It's only when, you know, if they're blind to something that they're not seeking out a therapist or input from friends or whatever, to become unblind to that thing, that it becomes harder to go into the next relationship. Like in business, the more you fail, the better you get if you're assessing your failures. Mm -hmm. And so in relationships, I don't know, there's something like people are so quick to assume it means that they're damaged, they're bad, Mm -hmm. they're whatever, or worse, the other person is damaged, they're bad, and they don't recognize the cycle. It's like neither of those two things are true. What is true is you have deployed poor relationship tactics. They have deployed poor relationship tactics. You have come together with poor relationship tactics and maybe personality deficiencies. You're not examining those, and you're trying to move forward without fixing the problem. So yes, you're gonna keep having the same problem, same problem, same problem, but it does not need to be that equation.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's like that person that turns around to Edison and said, how do you feel about your thousand failures? And he's like, there were 10,000, oh God, 10,000 failures. Um, yeah, basically, how do you feel about your 10,000 failures? And he's like, they're not failures, they were steps. And it's like, oh, my God, I, when I heard that, I clearly didn't remember the stat, but um, loved it because it really is the, like, well, no, if you see it as a failure, you may stop. Or, But if you can see it as a step, okay, I've learned this, and now I'm going on to the next thing, and treat that like you would a business or a relationship 100%. It's, I think, when it's not just the mind, right? It's not just your thoughts, it's your heart. Because heartbreak hurts way more than just a argument or, you know, like a mind break. I don't know what you call, to call that. But, um, so
0: are you saying that in business, the kind of heartbreak that you're going to experience can't possibly...
1: Not unless you're where you're saying for your situation. If it's like a business setting, but like if it's business where they feel like family or they're, they're like... Let's say it's not. Emotionally... Let's say that
0: business will never touch it.
1: Yeah, if it was me, I would be way more heartbroken if it was something happened with a friend or a partner than it was business. Well,
0: let's let's try what I would consider the absolute most inconceivable thing. You pour your soul into somebody. You invest emotionally for years and years and years. You share your every vulnerability. And then they not only betray you. It's
1: interesting. You don't want to put yourself in this situation. What do you mean? Because I said... Because you said to me, oh, oh, oh! Imagine somebody, but you wouldn't okay, say, imagine you. me.
0: Let's say you um, then betray me and use my vulnerabilities against me to hurt me.
1: Right.
0: In all of that, I would be devastated. Yeah. There would be a level of emotional trauma that I would go through, and I would think very seriously about what kind of process would I have to go through to recover from the trauma. But I would not think, oh this is okay to sit in the trauma, this is okay to let this harden into scar tissue. I would think that is the only foolish path is to do nothing, to not process through, to not seek help, to let this um, become that sort of hard, like toughen me up. It's like, then I'll never be in a relationship again. And so I get the instinct to want to Mm -hmm. use that as armor and be like, I'll never be betrayed by these bitches again. Like, fuck that. Like, and now I'm steely. No one can touch me. I'm not letting anybody in. But it's like, eh, that just on the surface, I can tell you is a shit way to live. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of love is to know I can always be hurt. That this person has the exact key of how to destroy me emotionally. And if they did, that I'm not, like as a rule in my life, I'm not going to let that, affect who I am, how I see myself, that I already have my rules locked into place to how I would deal with you if you betrayed me. And it's a very simple two-step process. I will never come after you because that's not my style. I would give you half my shit and be like, you earned that long before this stupid thing that you did that betrayed me, and now I'm never going to think of you again, other than what I have to do to process through the grief and the betrayal and all that to make sure that I can open my heart to the next person. And just
1: hearing you say that breaks my heart. Obviously, I'm not going to go do anything, but, it's just, but hearing you think of you not thinking you about You were the one that no, wanted no, me to put no, myself in the situation, no, honey.
0: So no, I was happy to make this abstract.
1: No, no. no. I actually like that it's personal. It, it
0: And you know me. Real. That's exactly how I, I do, deal with things. I do.
1: But just even hearing you say that you would just like not think about it. I would Obviously, flip this switch. Yeah, and I get it. Um,
0: But by the way, you still have to process that grief and all that. Um, I just wouldn't allow myself to opine for you, to long for you, to paint a picture of how things used to be and like, Mm. you know, fictionalize this, like, oh my God, it was so great and it will be unmatched. I would immediately start training myself. My next relationship will be better. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for what I've been through here because now I can learn something about myself. I'll be empowered to find a better relationship, to navigate that relationship better, to not make the same mistakes. And and I would just be doing that. And I I would have to really think about how I wanted to handle the betrayal because for me it's when I have quote unquote been betrayed by people in the past, my response is always but that's their true nature and that's why i would be so surprised by a betrayal from you i would actually think she's got a tumor a hundred percent she has a brain tumor Would you?
1: Good, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. I'm glad, could...
0: it, it would not be keeping with your character why? to yeah. betray me that doesn't mean that i couldn't see uh, an instance where you would break up with me for sure i could um But, yeah, 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 of course. I can, there's only so much I can neglect you, and then you would break, and you would try a thousand different ways to get my attention, but if I continued to fail to deliver against that, you would hit your breaking point and say, I can no longer do this, because I no longer feel like I'm your number one, like Mm -hmm. all of that, and out of self-preservation, and a desire to have your most beautiful life, you would eventually leave. So I like I can clearly imagine that scenario, which is why I never want to, like I would react I in kind sad. and aggressively. Mm-hmm. Makes you sad?
1: Yeah, it just got me a little emotional.
0: But does it make you sad?
1: I mean, to think about life without you, I don't want to derail well Well, that I get, but-, but
0: does it make you sad to think that I can imagine that there is like a scenario under which you would leave?
1: Well, oh, that's a good question. It makes me, s- God, it's funny because it makes me sad, but obviously it's good that you acknowledge it so that you know to never allow it to get to that point, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, this to me seems like you should be like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's the best <laughs> ever. Like, I can't believe he thinks about this. This is so incredible. This is why we'll no, be together I mean, forever. And you're like, this makes me sad no, that you I mean, can imagine. It's...
1: it's- Look, I know you, and this is the sort of thing we always need to talk about and think about, but the thought of being without you, the thought of thinking that you could push me to break up with you, I don't know, it's just a sad thought.
0: Yeah, I totally I'll agree, break. and I just want to make sure that the, the sad thought is that there could be a world where we're Correct. not yeah, together. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm with yeah, you, yeah, that Jesus. fucking freaks me that, out. Like, even... Losing you and brain damage, those are my two fears. Yeah. <laughs> two. I don't fear losing money. I don't even fear the other people in my life dying. That would suck, but I don't live in fear of it. It would be heartbreaking, traumatic, all that. I live in fear of losing you because I know how much of like just my identity and everything is tied up in you. Like Mm -hmm. I actually don't know who I am without you. And so that is, I love that. I don't say that like, oh my God, like that's so weird. I have to be so careful and really define myself, you know, as totally separate. Mm -hmm. I want to be completely enmeshed with you but that makes me very protective of the relationship because I went all the fuck way in. And so it's like, cool, I've allowed my identity to be completely caught up in like an us, Mm -hmm. and I'm down for that, I love that the most, but now I have to be ultra protective of that.
1: And we've spoke about that, we spoke about us going all in, about making sure that we intertwine our lives so that we are one, and because so many people there's a lot of people out there right now that are thinking they're freaking crazy you don't go in that, especially people that have been scarred especially if you've been in a relationship that you went all in and the other person hurt you and now you're back at square one Um, now before you I had had a long relationship Um, obviously it wasn't serious like us I was you know in my early teen years but um, I wasn't you know early teen 15
0: that's when it started that's when it started yeah yeah he still threw a rock through your window the night before our wedding so i'd say it was still pretty fresh all right to
1: him maybe but um but i absolutely did bring baggage quote unquote now look i i had a fixed mindset back then as well so i you know take keep that in mind but when we first started dating i was for sure standoffish you know like not standoffish is not the right word um protective yeah you were super because, reserved yeah reserved because when you have been hurt you know what it's like and it was only over time that we really did kind of morph and go okay like we're both in we're going all in we are yeah, very look, aware that this was not something that happened
0: on date number three right right, right. but I'm just saying like...
1: But even now, people I think that have been in long relationships still are very conscious about not giving themselves over. Yeah. Like that. And but, do you know
0: why? Because no. they blame their partners. They don't blame themselves. They don't take extreme ownership. They're not thinking, oh, I made 86 wrong moves and that is why. And therefore I have to be super wary of the other person because it's about them, it's not about me. So it's like, read the first five books in my reading list and it will change your relationships forever, even though none of them are about relationships. But most of them are about extreme ownership and really recognizing that if something is wrong in your life, it is entirely your fault. Not so that you can feel badly about yourself. That's not The word fault is like a super trigger word, but it's like until you can face trigger words like fault, blame, shame, then... You're you don't have the emotional stability that you need to go and be successful in a relationship. Four Wow. People gotta own themselves, man. Own yourself. This is like this is so terrible, even to say out loud. But I've said before that part of me wants to get addicted to heroin just so I can show people that I could use bright lines to like get unaddicted. Super stupid, and I won't do it. But like the same thing, right? That if I had like somehow if I could send you away for three years and show people how to build, like that I could build another relationship that was super powerful, um, I would have a lot more credibility because I've only done it once. Well, if you're gonna do wow. one
1: test, I think I'd rather you try the heroin than send me away for
0: three yeah. years. That's probably, yeah, believe it or not, that actually might be better. I think it would do less damage on our overall lives even though that'd be really fucking stupid.
1: This is taking a turn.
0: This is taking a turn. <laughs> for the more interesting though, I think. That was like that. Th- silent disagreement over there.
1: Oh, I don't know. So for his, the more interesting, I know, well, the funny thing is because I know you so well, I just don't know how other people are going to react to the heroin comment. But mm. to be honest, oh
0: yeah, yeah, you're going to get some, you're going to get some hate for that. But
1: I think it's important for you to be you. You don't mean anything by it. Yeah. The cat respect. And guys, and my homie, even with the fears, the doubts, and uncertainty, you can finally go after what you freaking want in life, set boundaries, speak up, show up, fight imposter syndrome and stop people pleasing and I break down how to actually do this step by step in my book Radical Confidence and when you pre-order your copy of Radical Confidence right now today guys you can get a free gift valued at $171 which includes my Ultimate Guide to Radical Confidence which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book three months ad-free listening to Women of Impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching session with me and my hubby of 21 years, Tom. So my homie, if you go and pre-order this book right now, you'll get all of those things for utterly free, which has been valued at $171. So go over to radicalconfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's radicalconfidence.com. See you there, my homie. Let's freaking go.